finally made it! Hello world! Yo, hello Calgary! Welcome to Role Models! Woo! Round of applause, I'm just, just me clapping. Uh, this is, I'm Kingsley, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This, this podcast is for the entrepreneurs. We're going to have a lot of entrepreneurs on here. We're going to have a lot of business, business tycoons on here. We're going to have the average Joe. Because y'all know the average Joe is the real hero. That's what we think at Role Models. And that's what we believe in. That's, that's, that's really the, like the framework of where we're going at with Role Models. And we're going to have the dudes that are, they want to change their lifestyle. And if that means uh, leaving your nine to five to creating your side hustle, now that's what you're stepping in gonna have you on here this is for the either the young guns or 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 the old cats or anybody that just want wants a fresh like a fresh introspective of what the world should be where 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 people are going what people are thinking fresh new ideas it's gonna be a birthplace of a lot of businesses a lot of business ideas i'm gonna tell you guys right now like what we're doing here is special and I'm not just saying that because everybody says, like, what do you think they're doing special? Nah, we special because we blessed. <laughs> we blessed. And so, yeah, being here, like, we blessed, man. I'm truly blessed. I feel like I'm truly blessed. My, if I had to, if I was writing my life, I probably would miss so many details. It wouldn't even be funny. Like, my life might probably, my story would be so jagged. Like, if you read the first chapter and you want to go read the second chapter, you'd be like, dude, there should be, like, at least five chapters in between because it's so scattered everywhere. But I'm going to try to paint you guys a picture of my life, of where I'm at right now and where we're going and all this whole thing because it's, like, you know, it's a big mess right now, but we're going to try to straighten it out for you guys because y'all don't know me and y'all want to know me, or at least I hope you want to know me. That would be really nice if you want to know. That's, that'd be cool too. Okay, so I was born in Ghana. Uh, came to Canada, Calgary specifically. Well, we stopped in Toronto for a bit, but Calgary specifically. When I was eight, and my dad was already here, so the man already had his card. He had his green card. He was a citizen. So, you know, none, none of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know, we just started going to school. And I'm gonna tell you when you're eight, when you're living in such a hot climate, and the first time you see snow, I was excited. I was like, "Dude, what is this white stuff? Like, I'm not used to this, like, white thing." And then you start realizing your fingers are getting cold. But since you're so excited, you don't even notice that your fingers are getting cold. So you get in the house and everything starts defrosting, and you're like, "Dude, this thing hurts." <laughs> and then you're just like, "Uh," but yeah. So I I came to Calgary and. You know, just living your different transition. I didn't really speak English. I didn't speak English at all. What am I saying? And like, I think I was speaking like broken English or something like that. And, and uh, yeah, just going to school, watching a lot of TV shows. And really, when you, I didn't have a lot of friends. I'll just be honest with you guys. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was just good at sports. Nothing really else. I didn't really have a lot of friends. And it wasn't a lot of. Oh, and and that's and that's the thing. Oh, pause. Okay, let me run that back. Your role model, everything is raw, and you're getting the raw version uncut, no production, no nothing. This is raw, okay? You guys are getting the raw feel, and so when you hear me mess up, you're gonna hear me mess up. I'm gonna mess up a lot. I'm gonna try not to mess up consciously. I'm gonna think about not messing up, which I'm probably gonna mess up. But I'm just gonna tell you guys, I'm not a, I'm not really in a big production company. I started this role model because 
my bro gave me the a, a fire and I just wanted the fire to grow. And the thing is, if I try to wait till I get to the point where I'm quote unquote made it, that fire might probably not be there because I'd be so occupied with something else. I was like, you know what? Today, December 10th, which is my little brother's birthday, I was like, you know what? I'm firing this out and we're going to fire this out and we're going to fire this out no matter what. Okay, so let's run that back. Now back to the story. Okay, so I'm eight years old. I'm going to school. I don't really have a lot of friends. I don't really know what to do. And mostly living in a Ghanaian household. Man, you spend your weekends cleaning. I just like, that's just what it, what it is. I don't know why, but you always spend your weekends cleaning and going to events. Events that I don't even want to go to. But you're meeting other Ghanaians and every Ghanaian feels like you're on top of the world. And they want to rah, rah, rah. I don't really know why. When you're a kid, at first it's fun because you're like, oh man, you know, I get to drink pop. I really like that because at home I didn't really get to drink pop. <laughs> so sugary drinks, like sugar. I was like, yay. After a while, you're kind of like, this is the same scene. People celebrate things sometimes for no reason. Like people's birthday, I'm like, what? like okay, I get that. But then somebody's like, somebody died. I was like, why are we celebrating? And then the next day somebody dies again. I'm like, why are we celebrating people's death? But I didn't understand these culture, like, even though I was born in that culture, I didn't understand it. And, I, and you know, like, it took me a couple of years, obviously, to grasp the meaning and the differences, and to appreciate, like, the Guinean culture. But I was so like, dude, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? And I guess at, at the time, too, that was one of the things, too. I never asked questions. Mainly, I think, because I was afraid that, I, like, the questions usually, it's like, yo, dude, you're getting yelled at right away as soon as the question comes out of your mouth. So, I never ask questions. I always, like, kept the things, if I don't know, I don't know. And if somebody, if I somehow, if I figure it out, if I stumble on it, great. If I don't, then I just follow it into that I don't know how I'm not worried about it. When I was, like, 10, uh, my uncle named Andrew... I believe, yeah, I was just hanging out with him every weekend. Sometimes, like, I didn't say every weekend. Every every month, at least one weekend, I would get to go with him. Like, hang out with him. At, and he was staying at his mom's house. And we would just hang out on the weekend. And mainly, I just, like, enjoy, I remember enjoying those times. Mainly because I got to play video games. Because at home, I didn't really have a video game system. I did, like, the Nintendo 64. But that was nothing compared to, like... PS1, Xbox One, and you know the original Xboxes where the games were the game the graphics were just better. Like like it just had no comparison. And I used to play uh Street Street Ball, which was a dope game. Like it was just uh basically NBA players doing street ball moves and you had this thing called game breaker where if you if you hit a game breaker you can break the net. And you win the game, and then when, it's like a pickup game, right? So you play with like three people, and if you win, you can pick up the other the other person from the other team. And the goal is to be the best in your neighborhood. And I remember going through that, creating a player, and just like playing every every time I got the chance, because I would just dive in. And I was in there probably playing, whew, like I want to say we were playing at least, well at least I was, he wasn't, I was like 15 hours to 16 hours a day. Like, I didn't even shower some days, which was, by the way, now I think about it, it's gross. But back then, I was just, like, this is the only time I got to play video games. So I was like, on the weekend, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing chores. I'm balling out. Like, we locked in. And I remember, like, then eventually started playing uh, NBA 2K. Uh, and he would always beat me. Like, every time we would do the play now, he would always win every game. But the one game that I did win... Which was the which started a trend of me winning was one time I just told myself, dude, 
like you I gotta win at least at least this game and, and every game would be like next game next game next game and I won I remember it was like 56 57 I beat him by one point I was super excited man you don't I'm not telling like I was like I, I was running around of course I was a kid right it was probably like, I think I was probably like 15 when I first won my first game so it's been a while like <laughs> it took a, it took a lot of losses before before I got the the one W but I gotta tell you it was refreshing and he was super excited for me for for winning you know winning against them he was even he, he which was blew my mind because usually when you lose i was told like yo the loser's supposed to be angry he's supposed to be mad he's sweet bitter but he was more excited for me than even i and, and i didn't know how and he was excited he was just seeing the pure joy in my face and i remember from then on i looked at him and i was like dude like in my mind i didn't tell him this but i was like dude this guy is different and different in the sense of like he's not like all the other like older generation of gigs that I've come in contact with like he doesn't yell when he talks he doesn't like there's things that he does that are so different and I was like oh man this is a different like feeling being around feeling comfortable feeling like hey I can open up I can I can share things that are real near and dear to my heart with him and he's not gonna go out and tell 15 other people like he's literally gonna keep them to himself and we had we had so many moments just growing up like that. When I hit around 19, I really realized that even when I was 16, I realized, man, I didn't want to like do this nine to five work. I didn't want to work for somebody. But I didn't know what I wanted to do, and and that was the biggest thing. And so in my house, in our household, like work was something that was held highly. Going to school, getting an education, then get a job. Like y'all know the script. That's the script. And that was what was mostly pushed was like, yeah, go go to school, go do this. But I remember like singing uh, Korean teacher interviews, which was like when you're 18. So like grade 12. And I was like, dude, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I always said I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I was watching Keep Up With The Kardashians when you grow up with sisters. I grew up with sisters, by the way. And that's kind of the sh- type of shows you have to watch. And I remember Kim Kardashian came on the screen and it said underneath like, you know, Kim's name, entrepreneur. I honestly didn't even know what entrepreneur meant. To be honest, I didn't even know how to spell entrepreneur. I got to ask my little sister how to spell entrepreneur, which she's only like two years younger than me. How to spell entrepreneur. And I remember going on the internet. I thought entrepreneur was something like, you know, you can go to like university for it. I remember I wrote to University of Kentucky asking them, because like, I like Kentucky basketball. Like I like the whole thing, John Calipari. I was like, dude, I'm going to play for John Calipari. Like and then I'm I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and I thought they had classes so I was asking the I asked the counselor yo do you guys got any classes what I need a prerequisite for it because you're in you're in Canada right like I didn't think about like oh international fees like any of that like that didn't matter to me I just I was just like yo man you're an entrepreneur like I just knew it sounded cool because Kim like at the time like Kim no one really talked down to Kim Kim was a, a boss of her own like she did what she wanted she bought whatever she wanted and she had like the lifestyle that I was like dude. That's freedom. Like, you get to sleep, wake up, do what you want to do, hang out with who you want to hang out with, like, do whatever business you want to do, whatever business deal you want to do, travel wherever. You had that freedom. Like, one day she'll be in LA, she'll be in New York. And and I was like, dude, that lifestyle was intriguing for me because nobody that I knew had that lifestyle. Everybody was like, dude, I go nine to five, I come home, I'm grumpy, I got two hours to myself, then I gotta get ready sleep wake up do that thing all over again on the, on the weekend 
Saturday is my day. I'll sleep until noon and then I'll do whatever I want. Sunday, I'll get ready for Monday. And I was like, I don't want to live in that cage life. Like, and people were always aiming for 65. It was like 65 was a goal. It's like, if you made 65, you hit the gold mine because you got to retire. And I was like, dude, I do not want to get there. I don't even want to see 65, dude. That number, I don't even want to see it. And I just knew, like, in that burning question. So, just searching up what I was, and nobody had an answer. Like, like I thought Google knew everything, but at the time, like, Google didn't, Google didn't even point to me, like, I could take any classes or anything like that. And when I was 19, that, that really was burning because now I'm working and I'm doing the 9 to 5. And I remember just being like, man, I hate going in every day for chum change. Like, you're basically, you're scared to lose your job because you're scared to mess up. If you mess up, you can get yelled at for for trying something or, or maybe for, for doing something out of, out of the spec. And then you might lose your job. And if you lose your job, then, you know, everything just snowballs. And I was like, man, I hate... Like, and so sometimes I, I, I was a heavy-duty mechanic. And so I was an apprentice and, and working at a shop. And, and so sometimes I would, like, go lie down underneath trucks. Dude, I would lie down underneath trucks. I would lie down underneath trailers. Like, I would sleep... I would like daydream. This is, by the way, bad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I would like daydream. I'd be like, man, I want to get out of here. Like, I was so like, so done with that lifestyle. There was a couple times where somebody did start a truck that I was underneath. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, you wake up real quick. Like, you thought an alarm clock was gonna wake you up? Nah, <laughs> you wake up really fast when somebody's about to drive a truck and you're under because you're like, I'm not trying to get squished. Come <laughs> on, oh, man, just think about it. that's crazy. And so, I remember I'd come home and I'd be tired, I'd be drained, I'd be like, dude, I gotta find a different lifestyle. And my bro, at that time, I just stumbled on doing some stuff outside, because obviously he was trying some stuff, but he never talks about things that he's doing, so obviously he sees that man doing the same debacle as him, and he doesn't want to see that, right? And so he was pouring a lot into me, gave me a lot of trips, a lot of tips, and, and honestly, I remember... I remember telling him, dude, I want to travel. And when I was 22, I believe, he took me on my first trip, which was to Vegas. It was to Vegas, by the way, for a conference. And I remember, like, he was like, dude, just buy your, buy your flight, and I'll buy the ticket for the conference. And, man, I got to tell you, that somebody taking your dream as seriously as theirs, which is like, dude, it was so out of normal. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Like that's so crazy. That's why I'm like I'm so blessed because to have somebody like him, and you know just just yeah just to have somebody like him, just how he thinks about your life and how he's constantly thinking about that. It's it's just crazy. It just never. And so that's and, and fast forward last year, I was probably spending time with him. I was spending time with him a lot. And so it's because you know we found out like he was going through some stuff, battling cancer, and I, I was just like I didn't really. I didn't really understand it when he told me. I'll be honest with you, I didn't really understand it. I was like, yeah, but it's gone tomorrow, right? And so I was so naive. I was I was just treating him like, he'd tell me like, oh man, you know, I appreciate you coming to play with my kids. I was like, dude, I, all I do was just run around with them, carry them. Like, like, like I, I didn't do much. And I, and I wouldn't, and I didn't really place, like, I guess the value in those things that I was doing and, and helping him out and stuff like that because I didn't really think I was like dude like this this is not a big deal anybody can do this like literally like what I'm doing is nothing special but he values it so much 
and now and and you know after he passed away in february i was lost i was like dude where do i go from here this guy was like my rock he was my solid rock in, in my life and i was lost first time dealing with grief especially so close to the heart i wasn't i was emotionally stable like i wasn't like crying or anything like that and mainly because it didn't hit me like i was i was in denial for the longest time I was like, dude, everybody's lying. Like, he's coming back. Like, no way. And it was first seeing my auntie. And she, and she was like, dude. Like, I, I remember just seeing her and, and just knowing, like, yo, this is real. Like, this is real. Like, like th- this is no more a joke. Like, this is no more. Like, this from here on out, he ain't coming back. And, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I was... I didn't know what to do with my life. I was, man, I contemplated about, like, suicide. Not saying that anybody should. But, man, I contemplated. So I was like, dude, what's the point of living? What's the point of living if your biggest fan isn't there with you? Like, the biggest person, your biggest cheerleader isn't there with you. What's the point of, like, hitting all the accolades in life if that person, that one person who, you know, was there from day one, was in the trenches with you, was on your behalf, can't even celebrate those moments with you and though i'm telling you man when i was in those moments i was just like dude i'm done like catch me out like it should it should be me instead of him like he has he has kids he has a family he has people looking up to him for me i'm a single dude like i'm not like no one's like all my siblings are and we're all like a little bit older now except for my little brother but we're all older, we're all like self, selfish, uh, self-dependent. Like, like, you know, we do our own thing. I'm like, dude, it should be me, not him. Like, he done so good. Like, he, he, he did so good. Like, not him, you know. And I was, I remember that in my auntie, and she was like, dude, I need you, and you need me. Like, I need you, you know, like, be here for me and stuff like that. And, and like, I, I thought she was gonna be good because, you know, like a lot of people, I, like you see a lot of people at the funeral and they're all like hey man if you need to let me know and so I didn't think like she would never need a hand I would just thought like oh man my days of going over there are probably like over hanging with the kids like I'll probably see the kids every once every like year or something like that and I tell you man like a lot of people came around but when the dust settled there was nobody around they just literally like I was like dude man where are all these people that were like yo if you need to babysit let me know where are all these like you know people that felt like it just felt like everybody was there to sort of pick you up but really they weren't there and I remember like my auntie Khadija uncle Alonzo uh yeah auntie Tash like that's who that's who was surrounding me in my world and my dad also like gave me advice like yo be there for his kids like, like dude like what did he think i was gonna do like bail out fly away like i literally didn't know what he was thinking like i was gonna do um but, but yeah just think about that like my dad's always so serious for some reason i don't know why but always so serious uh yeah so it's so crazy and i just think about how almost a year to the point where I was hanging out with them and this is probably like and I say almost a year as in like this would be the time where we were driving back from Phoenix last year and I was spending like 23 hours in a car ride with them and I remember the whole car ride I just wanted to get home but now like, I got to think back and I'm like man that car ride we had a lot of conversations we, we talked about a lot of things but 
never did I even think that that was going to be the last car ride before the, I, I, man, I, if you gave me a coin, I would have flipped it so many times, I would have been like, yo, there's, there's no way that's coming true, and, and it's like, it makes me appreciate those, those moments, and I was like, man, I, if I had I known, I would have drove slow, <laughs> like, I would have drove real slow, or something like that, um, but, uh, yeah, and so the birthplace of where role model comes from is really with him. It's a, it's a fact that man, this guy was so giving. He was so, he was so charitable with, with, with his heart, with his time. This guy had four kids, but he was still like, anytime you needed him, he would be there for you. Anytime you wanted to talk, he would be there for you. Whether it's eleven at night, four in the morning, like you could call him, he'll pick up the phone, you could text him, he'll reply. I mean, some days. You know, obviously he's, he's a busy guy. He's running a full-time business, but but you could you could find him, and he was there for you. He, he was there to listen. He was there to go out to eat. Like he had a lot of late-night bites. We, he showed me a lot of places that I would have never thought about eating. At. He really expanded my view of what I thought was possible, and that's why I I give so so much myself for for everything that I'm probably am. It's because of him. Because if he didn't really pour into me and and be there for me in my life, man, who knows where I would be? I, I, I know I'd, I know for sure I'd be miserable. I know for sure this would not be happening. Like I'm be maybe like somewhere trying to take some substances to like just just to feel like I'm alive again. Like I'd probably be doing a lot of things to feel like I'm alive again. But I know with him, like every time I was hanging with him, like it was real. It was uncut. It was real. It was it was it was just flowing and just us having normal conversation and, and you know whether it's about God life uh business I, I'm not gonna lie I ask him a lot about advice on girls cause you know your boy needed you know to prove his game and you know and he had solid game like not even game like, he doesn't call it game he just talks about conversation he just talks about it as conversation and he had like, he had he had he had, uh, he had he had wisdom he, like this guy was 11 years older than me he, like for me he was probably I looked at him like uh, man who's like who's like for me like Kobe Bryant like he was like my Kobe Bryant he was my Kobe yo like I was yeah, I was like the the guy that's trying to aspire to be in the NBA, and he was the guy that's at the, the top, the peak, the best. So I guess right now you'd say LeBron if you want, but I like I'm a Kobe fan, so Kobe to me is like an all-time great, bigger than Michael Jordan, and that he's like my Kobe. And so role, role models are really gonna highlight what people are doing in the community, people pouring into other people, highlighting those people, and just keeping that torch and letting that flame like flicker. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of a lot of laughter because I, I like to laugh I like I like to smile I like to just enjoy life because I've been miserable that didn't get me anywhere I've been angry didn't get me anywhere I've been whatever else you want to you, whatever like you know where you want to throw in there and I just remember man God family or, or your loved ones finding true meaning being excited about opportunity and where where to go next and just where life is taking you if you're not excited about that ride and enthused about it man sometimes life just feels like a drag 
it happened and uh, those dark moments man I don't know what I was thinking but I just remember it. I just wanted it all to end like I wouldn't even be sad if it did I'd be the type of to be like yo thanks for casting me out y'all I'm out <laughs> like peace the rest of y'all good luck <laughs> you know but when you really find that fulfillingness of knowing that man I'm not just doing this for me I'm doing this because there's a reason to do it there's somebody's counting on me somebody's mom's counting on me somebody's listening to this and feeling like yo man that world has been lifted off your shoulders that, that's what excites me because that's what my bro that's what excited my bro and, and that's what you pointed to me and I'm like dude if I kept that jar just to myself dude, a lot of people would be missing out a lot of people would be missing out I know I'll be missing out, and just even doing this, man. I remember so many things like what you taught me, and just just being like, hey, man. You know, a lot of I know when we challenge, I'm being stressed, I'm being, I'm being, uh, I'm just being pulled in different directions. But, bro, I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're gonna be doing together. And so this is 25 minutes, because you know I'm 25 years old, so we're gonna do 25 minutes to 25. So we're gonna try to keep every interview like that, but some interviews are gonna go over it, and. And just tune in for, for, for next time because every week we're gonna try to put out an episode, and I'm like, I'm literally gonna try to put because I'm literally doing this on the backbone of just my my, my iPhone and my headphones, dude. Like I couldn't wait for a mic. Like a mic is like probably 300 bucks. So maybe as as we grow, you know, maybe more a little bit more polish or anything like that. But I was like, man, the fire is burning. Do it now, or or don't do it at all. And that's the type of the model, man. You gotta do it now. Do it now and do it with excellence. And that's what we're, we're bringing right now. That's what we're, we're trying to crack home is doing things and doing things with excellence. Because that's my my bro did things with excellence, and he was an excellent dude. And so, mad props to to Andrew, man. Mad props to God for putting in my life. Because if I wrote my life story, man, there'd be so many gaps, so many holes. And so I just want to thank him. I want to thank you guys for listening and sticking on with my rants Oof, i talked a lot <laughs> that was a lot never talked for that long wow okay see y'all next week man i'm excited i'm excited we'll get some water right now mm-hmm.